Agenda-setting conversations of the day. 11 after 7. Well, I hope you were able to watch on Saturday night the Springboks beating the All Blacks 12-11, the final of the Rugby World Cup. Just the most magnificent performance. And I think we must also remember the All Blacks were down to 14 men for a large part of the game. Also, the first time in rugby history in a World Cup, a team has won three games in a row by one point. And frankly, I don't think it'll ever happen again. We start your coverage this morning with a former Springbok fly half rugby commentator, Joel Stransky. Uh, Joel, good morning. Thanks for your time. How does a team do that? Win by one point against three huge rugby nations three times in a row. Morning, Stephen. Yeah, what a performance it was. And and you're quite right. What a three weeks it's been. It's kept us all on the edge of our seats. We've all stressed and aged watching it. But um, that, that's a team that has tremendous courage, tr- tremendous commitment, tremendous love for each other. You know, they they fight for each other. And, and in real adversity, they find a way somehow. It is all about, I guess, preparation. It is about all the things that go into it. But most importantly, it's about heart. They have tremendous heart in that squad. There's something about rugby um, because it is also about uh, brute strength and it's about passion. I mean, football has that too, but I think maybe in rugby, particularly in the forwards, maybe a bit more. Does that help? Absolutely. And, and you did right. It's a game of confrontation. It's a, it's a physical test. And if you think about the performance of of, of uh, Peter Steff to Toy yesterday, 26 tackles, body on the line every time there was contact. And you can say that of, of all the players, he was the one who was singled out as man of the match. It is definitely about, you know, c- controlling the, the physical element, being dominant in the tackle, being dominant in the ball carry. And, and you know, you, you, you've mentioned it three weeks in a row. We've, we've, we've found a way to win games that, you know, you may well have lost in slightly different circumstances. You obviously, I think when it's that tight, you need a bit of, you know, luck. You need decisions to go your way. Every team will tell you that. But most importantly, you know, you you have to have the spirit in the in the in the in the team, the desire to you know get that extra yard to get forward, to make the tackle, to knock it over. And by the way, it's not just the forwards. If you think about how the backs laid their bodies on the line, Pollard, you know, gash on his face, it it, it goes right through all 23 men that take to the field. It was so interesting because New Zealand missed two kicks, um, which I thought, frankly, they would get. One, I think, was a conversion. One was uh, a penalty. And I thought to myself, you know, afterwards, they must feel hard done by. My wife made the point, Andre Pollard would probably have got both of those over. And he did, of course, in the English semi-final, which shows you how good our team is. They just missed. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. And and it's part of the, you know, the makeup of a team. You have a great goal kicker or your kicker misses kicks. That's part of the game. Look, and, and to your point, I think I also felt a little bit for them. And I know they're having a good moan at the moment about the referee, their fans. Um, and in particular, that first penalty, Artie Sevilla probably won the penalty. And, and Wayne Barnes said, sorry, I got that wrong. But still, uh, you know, allowed us to take the kick and get three points. But that is the game. You know, it swings in roundabouts. You get some decisions one day, you get others another day. There may have been other things in the game where the All Blacks, you know, got the rub of the green and we didn't we haven't analyzed that and and we probably won't because we won the game mm. but but what a final you know they're, they're a great side and uh put up a hell of a fight and to play with 14 men for so long and you know a yellow card as well um sure w- mm. what a final what a great final and the leadership of sia khaleesi um I mean, so many small things. Um, there's a photograph of him I've seen with all of the South African journalists, which I mean is breaking all sorts of protocol, but he just invited them for a photograph after a press conference. Sprinting across the field at the final whistle to bring Cheslin Colby back onto the field to be with the team. I mean, this it's just incredible. The impact of that must be huge. 
Massive, massive. I was actually just watching his his interview now on on Supersport with um and and how he paid tribute to Jacques Nino over the coach. It was it was absolutely sensational. It was just completely heartwarming the way he speaks about the players in the team, the coaching staff, the the real love in the in that family. You know the respect, and and he drives that. And he is. I mean, I I know him quite well. He is just the most wonderful man, and what a leader he's he's been. Not just for that rugby team, by the way, but for us as South Africans. He has set such an incredible example that we we, we should all follow. Joel Stransky, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You were there, SAFM. Tando Manana, also a former Springbok, joins us now. Tando, uh, good morning to you. The leadership of Sia Khaleesi, was he part of the difference that helped us to get to four trophies? Well, uh, morning to you, Stephen, and to the listeners. I think it's not only about Sia Khaleesi. I think we must give credit to Rasi Rasmus. I think in 2018, when he made that decision to appoint Sia Khaleesi, he lost a lot of friends, uh, people doubted his decision. So it's been a good six-year relationship between coach and the captain of the team. And that sort of boded very well into having, you know, all these uh, sort of team ethos that the Springboks now talk about. They talk about family playing for each other, but eventually building it and playing for the country and for the nation. It's not about them anymore. It's about the country. It's about them making a difference in people's lives. So that's for me, is a good story. It's not only a one-person story, but it's been the journeyman uh, of these two gentlemen that have really sparked up something. I mean, if I take you back 2018, and Rasi said, listen, guys, you know, box, you know, should bounce back. And and they've been bouncing back over the last six years. So, you know, credit to them, back-to-back -back captain uh, Richie McCaw and Sia Colisi are the only players to have done that since 1987. It's a phenomenal feat. And also, I doubt that in my lifetime, you know, I can I can again witness it. And, and for me, it's something special. Um, there's so many other elements to it. I mean, I sort of think of some of the moments of this. So the fact that we were able to hang on against France, cling on against England. What was it Bongi and Benambi said to Andre Pollard? Do it for South Africa. I mean, that's just incredible. Cheslin Colby, yeah. unable to watch. Um, some yeah. of those moments, I mean, I think have maybe changed how South Africans see the game of rugby. I mean, huge gatherings around the country to watch it on big screens. Listen, Steve... For, for me, I, I, I said this after the game. I said credit to the All Blacks. You know, they, they had their captain taken out in the 27th minute of the first half and he never came back on. They had Frazel, Shannon Frazel being taken out in the first couple of minutes due to a yellow card. But these guys just never gave up. You know, they kept on fighting. They kept on believing. And for me, what's important is they actually, stats-wise, they're above the South African team right across. Even if Chesden Colby went out, they were always on top of their game. And it's only that Barrett kick that you spoke about. And I knew, because I'd seen him kick, that that distance was a bit too long for him. And, and the ball just swayed on the left pole. And I knew that that's not actually his distance. He's actually over the distance that he can kick long, but that was just a little bit out of, of distance from there. But also, Ketley Arense, you know, that cross-cover tackle defense on Ricky Iwani probably saved, you know, South Africa going into that first half being behind. Instead, we we're always up front. In fact, in the second half, we never scored any points. We, we only had 12 points to defend, and we defended like Trojans. Tanda Wanana, always good to talk. Thank you.